This is The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. On November 5th, the United States will turn the clocks back to standard time. For runners, that means your morning runs will be a little lighter, while after work runners will plunge into darkness. Even more sinister is the reality that all nine to fivers will be shut out of the sunshine on their weekday runs in just a few short weeks. And let's be real here, motivating yourself and even dressing yourself for cold, dark running is about to be a real challenge. As darkness looms and temperatures drop, your cozy comforter snuggles you a little tighter in the morning and the warm couch starts looking a little more inviting after a full day of work. If you want to maintain or even improve your running fitness all year round, you're either going to have to make friends with the treadmill or you're going to have to find a way to make peace with the cold and the dark. I'll show you how. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. On today's show, we are going to explore how you can get ready for fall and winter running. You'll learn tips to stay motivated and run safely in the dark, exactly how to dress in any kind of weather for any kind of run, and I'll share my personal experience with a condition that many runners face this time of year, especially women. Even if you're like me, a diehard summer lover, you'll be completely prepared for any condition Mother Nature can throw at you. After listening to this, if you need more help running your best or want to know the basics of plant-based nutrition, you can order my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition, wherever you get books or request a copy from your local library. Or you can enter to win a copy for free just by writing an Apple Podcasts review. I choose a new winner every month. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for another Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Unless you plan to hibernate all winter and let your hard-earned fitness go, now is the time to get ready for cold weather running. So what's the best way to make peace with the cold and dark and maybe, just maybe, learn to enjoy it? My first tip is to get yourself lit. And I mean that in the most wholesome way possible, of course. You want to be able to see, number one, and be seen, number two. Many runners rely on a headlamp to light their way in the dark, and that can work just fine for some people, but I personally hate them. Maybe it's because I have an unusually large head or an incredibly slippery forehead, but I've never found a way to wear a headlamp comfortably where it's tight enough to stay on, but doesn't squeeze my head for dear life. Sure, balancing one on a brimmed hat can help, but still, I've never liked that setup. The other problem with most headlamps is that they cast a very focused light. So you can see directly in front of you, but you have virtually no peripheral vision. A much better solution is a chest lamp. Most models are designed to buckle around your waist with a strap diagonally across one shoulder with a very bright white LED light on your chest and a red light on your back so that you can be seen from behind. They are rechargeable with a USB port, and they're so lightweight that you'll barely even notice it. 
No more skull squeezing head trauma, just a wide spotlight that lights your path like your car's headlights. The red light on your back is also an important feature. You want cars to see you, so the brighter you are from all directions, the better. You can get lights on your shoes, on your knuckles, or completely wrap yourself in rainbow LEDs so that you look like you're going to a psychedelic rave party. (laughs) Being seen by cars is the goal. Now that you can see and be seen on your runs, what about the cold? And just because you can see, it doesn't mean that it's still not dark and scary out there. How do you even get out the door? The absolute best solution is to find a running buddy or a running group. You are most likely not alone in the fact that you don't want to run alone in the dark. Your town probably has runners just like you, so seek them out. There are running groups based out of running shops, posted on Facebook and other social media, so with a little digging, you're likely to find something at least once a week. You might not be able to run every run you want with a group, but knowing you will be meeting up with somebody soon can help keep you motivated today. To brave the cold, there is gear out there for every type of weather, and I'll go over exactly what you need a little bit later. Let's get back to our run. The next thing to remember is that the first mile is a liar. So when you step out the door, you should be cold because if you're not, you're probably overdressed and you'll regret that extra layer of fleece. If after about a mile, you are still freezing, circle back to the house and get another layer. But if you just can't bear that first cold mile, one trick is to purposely overdress for it. Run a half mile out and a half mile back and drop the extra clothing on your porch after you've warmed up. Another tip is to warm up in the house. Do some stretches, drills, jumping jacks, running in place, whatever you can do to just start to break a sweat. Once you open the door, the outside air will feel just right. Now, I wanna get honest here. For some people, no matter how well-dressed or how well-lit up you are, It's just not going to be an option to go out and run in the dark. Maybe you live in a place where you just don't feel safe running in the dark, or maybe it's icy and you don't want to slip, or you just know yourself well enough that you are just never going to be a dark running fan. That is okay, and you can still get super fit without running in the dark. If you can't fit in your runs midday when it's light out, you'll need to buckle up and head to the gym or invest in a home treadmill. Treadmills get a pretty bad rap for being boring instruments of torture, but they are actually really good for training. They are safe and reliable in all weather conditions, and you can happily indulge in all your binge TV shows and movies absolutely guilt-free. If you have access to one, consider yourself lucky to have the option. I promise you, if you open your mind to it, the treadmill can actually be fun and get you super fit. One particularly snowy winter, I spent a ton of time on the gym treadmill, and I got to the point where I actually preferred it to being outside. I got so fit that I thought I could even race an entire marathon on one. I didn't actually do that, of course, but I got a huge PR at my spring race. If the treadmill is just not a place you can bear spending your precious time on earth, but you still want to get fit, I have another idea. Take a play from one of the very best mountain ultra runners in the world, Killian Jornet. Killian actually doesn't run very much at all in the winter. He skis. 
While most professional athletes would not dare to stop their main activity for a whole season, Killian says that skiing keeps his body in shape for running and his mind fresh and happy. Of course, switching sports isn't going to change the amount of light we have in the day, but it can solve the issue of exercising in snowy and icy conditions. Now we just need to figure out what to wear, because that can make the difference between a miserable winter run and a great one. I'll go over that right after this. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman. When you're a busy runner, it's not easy to get in all the running and training you need. On top of that, planning and preparing all the nutritious meals and snacks required to fuel you as an athlete can become an extra burden. So make it simpler on yourself and just make a shake after your workouts with the highest quality plant-based protein powder you can buy, Nurify by Prevenix. But don't just take my word for it. I recommend Nurify to all my athletes, and here's what Julietta had to say about it. It's been a month since I bought Nurify, and I'm super satisfied. This protein powder is my way to go after every run, especially those days when I cannot have breakfast immediately after my workout. I use Nurify. No GI issues, and it keeps me full until my breakfast. Highly recommended. So if you are ready to finally and deliciously hit your protein numbers, head to Prevenix.com and use my code PR15 for 15% off your entire order. That's Prevenix.com, code PR15. Welcome back to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik. Colder fall and winter temperatures can be a welcome relief if you've suffered through hot and sweaty runs this summer. But if you don't have a plan for exactly what to wear before you head out the door for a chilly run, your indecision could eat up your running time or even let you convince yourself to skip the run and hop back into bed. To solve this, have a clear guide ready for you displayed in a spot where you'll see it where you get dressed. This will be something that evolves over time because your perception of what is cold in September will not be the same as February. 
My winter running layering guide is taped right next to my thermostat near my closet. I check the outdoor temps and then look at what layers I'm supposed to wear for the corresponding temperature. If you would like to grab my chart for yourself, I've made it into a free printable download. I'll put the link in the show notes or you can just go ahead and grab it and all my freebies at theplantedrunner.com slash link. That's theplantedrunner.com slash L-I-N-K. Of course, my guide will only be a starting point. I've shared my guide on social media before and the Canadians think I'm completely overdressed while the Texans tell me to add an extra layer. Make the guide perfectly tailored to you with notes and adjustments after your runs about what worked and what didn't. Because I promise you, you will doubt yourself and it's helpful to have these little reminders. Now, a lot of people don't bother with a plan and they just use the rule of thumb, dress like it's 15 to 20 degrees warmer than it really is. That might be helpful for some runners, but I don't find that particularly useful. I try to imagine going for a walk in 65 degree weather, that's about 18 centigrade, and what I'd be wearing would be jeans, long sleeves, and maybe even a vest. But if I'm running in 45 degrees or 7 degrees Celsius, I would roast in that. For me, I'm really cold when I'm not moving very much, and I'm really warm when I'm running. So this rule of thumb just doesn't work for me. So let's get more detailed with some set points that actually matter. The first place is to start by finding your glove point or when you would put gloves on. I get very cold hands, even in mild weather. So for me, that's 58 degrees. That's about 14 Celsius. Even if I'm wearing shorts and a tank top, I've got gloves on too. If I miscalculate and my hands do warm up too much, I can just tuck them in a pocket or even my sports bra for the rest of the run. I suspect the reason my hands get so cold in relatively mild weather is that it's likely I have a condition called Raynaud's disease. It affects 5 to 10% of Americans and is characterized by an intense vasoconstriction of the blood vessels, usually in the fingers or the toes, when exposed to cold temperatures. The skin often changes colors and can turn red or white or blue due to the reduced blood flow. With a limited amount of blood in the area, the fingers can feel cold and often very painful. Females are an estimated nine times more likely to be affected than males, and it's really not clear why. There is no cure for Raynaud's, although there are ways to manage it. A good way to prevent the symptoms is to avoid sudden changes in temperature. So before you leave the house for a run, pre-warm your hands under some warm water, dry them well, and then slip on your gloves. I have a collection of several gloves for running. One is a very thin pair for mild days. Then the gloves increase in weight and get thicker for colder runs. Once it's below freezing, it's time for the mittens. I've also invested in a bulk box of hand warmers that are essential for winter long runs for me. After a run, if my hands still feel cold, I will slowly warm them up again with warm but not hot water. So on my winter layering chart, the gloves come on at a relatively high temperature. For other people, their hands might not get cold until it's in the 40s or somewhere between 5 to 10 degrees Celsius. So experiment with that for yourself. It's better to have a light pair with you that you can stash away somewhere than to have miserably cold hands. 
The next point that I would figure out is your shorts point. That's the temperature where shorts are really a no-go and capris or long tights are a better choice. This will be different whether you are running a hard workout or a race or if you're just going for an easy run. For me, if it's sunny and clear, I've got a hard workout or a race, that's about 45 degrees and I'll wear shorts with knee-high compression socks, a tank top, and of course my gloves. But if it's just an easy run and it's cloudy or rainy or windy, it's getting close to the point where capris are a better choice. I'm definitely not wearing shorts below 40 degrees, which is about four Celsius, unless I'm racing hard. But if you're Canadian, shorts might be perfect well below zero. What about sleeves? Sleeves are definitely up to a personal preference. I personally am all or nothing with sleeves. It's either a tank top or it's long sleeves. Short sleeves don't add much, if any, warmth, and I don't like the way most t-shirts rub under my arms, so I rarely wear them. But other runners find them a perfect choice on cool but not cold days. A nice convertible option is separate arm sleeves. You wear a tank or short sleeve shirt and have the arm sleeves on. When you get too hot, you simply push them down to your wrists. If the wind picks up again, you can pull them back up. Once you've figured out the basics, it's time to look at the extra layers. Dressing in layers is a great idea because even with the most detailed chart at home, you can't foresee everything. Runners have vests, jackets, waterproof layers, hats, headbands, mittens, gloves, all of these can be important additions to your running gear. My absolute favorite piece of cold weather gear is my running vest. It keeps my torso warm without overheating my arms. Sometimes when I overdress and get too hot, I can even take off my base layer long sleeves, tie that around my waist, and then put the vest back on solo. And that keeps the most crucial parts of me nice and warm. Of course, wet and windy conditions will amplify the cold. So making notes on your chart about how you feel in those conditions is a great idea. It can be a challenge finding the right waterproof gear for runners because inevitably you will get very warm underneath. I have found that especially racing in the rain, it's best to just go ahead and accept that you will get wet, but take precautions to be sure that you're warm without overheating. This could mean an extra layer over your base layer, or it could be a waterproof vest instead of a full jacket, of course, depending on the temperatures. It takes a little trial and error to figure out what works for you and what doesn't, but making notes can be very helpful because I promise you will forget what you wore last year at what temp and in what conditions. Again, if you want to get my free winter layering guide as a starting point for your winter running, check out the show notes or get it now at theplantedrunner.com slash link. Dressing for chilly weather can be a bit more complicated than summer running where it's just hot all the time and you really have no decisions to make when it comes to clothing. But having the right gear can keep you running no matter what the weather and keep you warm the entire time. Well, except for that first mile. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is, there's no such thing as bad weather. 
With the right gear, humans can be outside in some pretty extreme conditions. In fact, runners in cold climates often prefer winter training to the summer heat. Sure, it's not a smart idea to try to get in your track interval workout in hurricane force winds or a whiteout blizzard, but within reason, you can still get in a great workout even if the weather isn't so great. If the conditions are dangerous, definitely work out inside, but most of the time, you don't have to let cold weather get in the way of a good run. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner, part of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. Don't forget that you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple Podcast review, so be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach, and it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next, because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Sheree Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures.